Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Call for Freedom podcast on this Friday edition. Um, I'm still dealing with a little bit of uh, sickness going on here, but we are going to push through anyway. Um, Going into 1 Kings chapter 12, and this is really, this chapter really dives into leadership and what a servant king and a servant leader should look like, right? So that we don't have, we don't have, so we don't have leaders that are out for personal gain and their own ambitions. Let's dive more into it. Rehoboam's Folly Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had come to Shechem to make him king. And as soon as Jeroboam the son of Nebat heard of it, for he was still in Egypt, where he had fled from King Solomon, then Jeroboam returned from Egypt. And they sent and called him, and Jeroboam and all the assembly of Israel came and said to Rehoboam, Your father made our yoke heavy. Now therefore lighten the hard service of your father and his yoke on us, and we will serve you. He said to them, Go away for three days, then come again to me. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam took counsel with the old men who had stood before Solomon, his father while he was yet alive, saying, How do you advise me to answer this people? And they said to him, If you will be a servant to this people today and serve them, and speak good words to them, when you answer when you answer them, then they will be your servants forever. But he abandoned the counsel that the old men gave him, and took counsel with the young men. Who had grown up with him and stood before him. And he said to them, What do you advise me to answer this people who have said to me, Lighten the yoke that your father put on us? And the young men who had grown up with him said to him, Thus shall you speak to this people who said to you, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you lighten it for us. Thus shall you say to them, My little finger is thicker than my father's thighs. And now, whereas my father laid on you a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day. As the king said, come to me again the third day. And the king answered the people harshly. And forsaking the counsel that the old men had given him, he spoke to them according to the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. 
So the king did not listen to the people, for it was a turn of affairs brought about by the Lord, that he might fulfill his word, which the Lord spoke to Ahaziah, the Shilonite, to Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. And when all Israel saw that the king did not listen to them, the people answered the king, What portion do we have in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel, look now to your own house, David. So Israel went to their tents. But Rehoboam reigned over the people of Israel who lived in the cities of Judah. Then the king of Rehoboam sent Adoram, who was the taskmaster over the forced labor. And all Israel stoned him to death with stones. And King Rehoboam hurried to mount his chariot to flee Jerusalem. So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David to this day. And when all Israel heard that Jeroboam had returned, they sent and called him to the assembly and made him king over all Israel. There was none that followed the house of David, but the tribe of Judah only. When Rehoboam came to Jerusalem, he assembled all the house of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin, 180,000 chosen warriors, to fight against the house of Israel, to restore the kingdom to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. But the word of God came to Shemaiah, the man of God. Say to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, to all the house of Judah and Benjamin, and to the rest of the people. Thus says the Lord, You shall not go up or fight against your relatives, the people of Israel. Every man return to his home, for this thing is from me. So they listened to the word of the Lord, and went home again, according to the word of the Lord. Then Jeroboam built Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and lived there. And he went out from there, and built Penuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now the kingdom will turn back to the house of David. If this people go up to offer sacrifices in the temple of the Lord at Jerusalem, then the heart of this people will turn again to the Lord. To Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they will kill me and return to Rehoboam, king of Judah. So the king took counsel and made two calves of gold, And he said to the people, You have gone up to Jerusalem long enough. Behold, Behold your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And he set one in Bethel, and the other he put in Dan. Then this thing became a sin, for the people went as far as Dan to be before one. He also made temples on high places and appointed priests from among all the people, who were not of the Levites. And Jeroboam appointed a feast on the fifteenth day of the eighth month, like the feast 
that was in Judah, and he offered sacrifices on the altar. So he did in Bethel, sacrificing to the calves that he made, and he placed Bethel in the priest of the high places that he had made. He went up to the altar that he had made in Bethel on the fifteenth day in the eighth month, in the month that he had devised from his own heart. He had instituted a feast for the people of Israel and went up to the altar to make offerings. Now, before we break this chapter down, I do want to apologize. We had a break in the audio there. Um, I had a break in connection there for a second. But we continue on. Now we talk about what it means to be a servant king. What should a what should a leader of God's people be like? As we've been reading 1 Kings each day, we've seen the success and failures of God's kings, and it and it's helped us recognize what is most needed in his Messiah. This whole experience helps us understand why Jesus is the perfect king of Israel. In chapter 12, Solomon has died, and now his son Rehoboam gathers with all Israel, who wish to make him king, in verse 1. Strangely, they do this in Shechem, not in Jerusalem, which shows us that this group has already started to break away to begin to form the northern kingdom. Then in verse 2, we also see Jeroboam, who in the previous chapter was told he'd get ten bits of the kingdom, as he was given ten pieces of the cloak of the prophet. Jeroboam is summoned by the leaders of Israel to meet with them, as well as Solomon's son, Rehoboam, in verse 3. They know that Jeroboam stood up to Solomon in the past, and maybe he might stand up to Rehoboam now. So they say to Rehoboam in verse 4, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but now lighten the harsh labor and the heavy yoke he put on us, and we will serve you. They had been victims of Solomon's forced labor, which was a burden to them, like the yoke placed on a working animal. This Messiah, King Solomon, put a heavy yoke on his subjects so he could build his kingdom. In his commentary, John Woodhouse draws a parallel with Jesus' words, where he suggests that many years later, Jesus may have had this very incident in mind. He refers us to Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 to 30 where Jesus said come to me all you are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden will give you I give you is light. This is a beautiful picture of what God's king should be like. 
A real king is a servant who loves his subjects so much that he would bring them blessings without cost. This is what King Jesus brought, but Solomon never could. And so we wonder whether Rehoboam will rule like Solomon or like Jesus. When Rehoboam asked for advice, he was told in verse 7, If you are willing to be a servant to these people today and give them a favorable answer, they will be your loyal subjects. They told him to be a servant king who would rule by serving, but instead he told the people, in verse 14, My father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. And this is how the people reacted in verse 16, when all Israel realized that the king had refused to listen to them, they responded, Down with the dynasty of David. We have no interest in the son of Jesse. The northern tribes made Jeroboam their king, and Rehoboam would rule only Judah in the south. And before long, Jeroboam led the northern tribes away from the Lord, making two gold calves for them to worship, saying in verse 28, is it too much trouble for you to worship in Jerusalem? Look, Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of Egypt. The king of the north makes the same mistake as the Israelites when they wandered in the desert after leaving Egypt. If only Solomon's son chose to be a servant king, the northern kingdom would have been led to worship the true God in the true way in Jerusalem. And praise God that Solomon's descendant, Jesus, the true Messiah, came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And that is from gafcon.org. Lord, I pray for all leaders of your people. I pray that they will not lead selfishly for personal ambition or vain conceit. That leading is really a task that requires them to serve. So, Father, raise up servant leaders. In Jesus' name, amen.